Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. How do you not get jacked up as we get closer and closer and closer to NFL playoffs this weekend? A super wild card weekend. Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Harry, we look at all of these matchups. There's so many great matchups this weekend. I don't look at them and think that any one of them is definitively going to be an absolute blowout. But I do look at them, and I do wonder where a lot of the pressure is going to land. Uh, earlier, we talked about the word trust. Yes. How trust is so important when we talk about teams like the Dallas Cowboys. Do we trust them? Do we trust them in a big spot? What are they going to do? What, what about the pressure? In a big spot, I hate the word pressure a lot, but in this indica- but in this weekend, when you look at some of the games, there are some big time players who are in pressurized spots. And I'm going to start on Saturday. Josh Allen's an incredibly pressurized spot on Saturday at home against the New England Patriots to go out there and get it done in the elements. He is someone that is the future of this league, along with a few others. Harry, Josh Allen has a lot of pressure because when you are that player that so many look at as the future of the league and you have that chance to get over the hump the first time, it means an awful lot. But then when you lose to the New England Patriots, you kind of think, "Uh, okay, is he ever going to be able to get past Bill Belichick? That's something you're going to hear an awful lot until your next shot at it. And and I'll say Josh Allen has pressure on him to a certain extent because we got to we got to play we got to put this in context Chris he did go to the AFC championship game last year granted I thought the reason why they lost was a little bit on him as well uh trying to do too much and not just taking what the game gave him but when you look at him this year the only reason they have a chance in this game is because of Josh Allen now not only does he have to overcome the defense of the New England Patriots he has to overcome the weather because they are a pass-first, a pass-happy football team. And these receivers have to be able to catch the ball in the cold weather. And I, I, I mentioned it earlier, I don't think a, a home game, uh, a team with a home game is more at a disadvantage than the Buffalo Bills this weekend because of how they play and how we've seen that game go the first time around against the New England Patriots. And a Bill Belichick guy who uh, deciphers everything and wants to take away what you do the best. And in this game, it happens to be the pass game. Now, Brian Dable has to understand that you're going to have to run the ball. You're going to have to run the ball with Singletary. You're going to have to run the ball with Moss. You're going to have to run the football with Josh Allen. And like the last time around, I thought they did a great job. But defensively for Buffalo, I thought Buffalo did a great job coming out and saying, you know what, the first game that transpired, we weren't happy with that. We had a bad taste in our mouth. Granted, they got stops in the red zone. They held uh, New England to not that many points, but New England still won the game, and then they did it in a, in, a, in a disrespectful fashion, rushing the football the way they did over 200 yards. So this is going to be a great game. I'm glad this is the first-round matchup. Um, I think it's, what, it's a 4-5 matchup, right? I think it's, the, I think three, it's a great 3-6. I think it's a great 3-6 matchup, uh, two division opponents who who squaring off and – New England, who has been on top of that division for so long, but the Buffalo Bills last year said, hold up, there's a new kid in town, or a new sheriff, that is. So they're trying to get over that, but it'll be big, and it's going to be on Josh Allen's shoulders. And uh, I say it's on his shoulders, too, because of the fact 
that it's never been Belichick in front of him, and he's in that division. Yeah. And you're right. They got to the AFC Championship last year, but this is a different animal. The Patriots were so bad last year when he's somebody that's going to linger for quite right. some time. Nobody believes that Bill Belichick's going away anytime soon, so he needs to find a way in this game. And, boy, to me, a lot of this is on Brian Dayball. Again, going back to what you were talking about, they have rushed the football for over 160 yards on average over the last six, five games. That's why they have righted the ship. Do not get away from it. Do not get away from it. Do not get away from it. Dak Prescott has got pressure on him this weekend. Ooh. Dak Prescott has got big pressure Ooh. on him this weekend, Ooh. Harry. Ooh. I am very curious to see how Dak Prescott is going to handle it. He's already gotten his contract, and now it's about proving that he was worth every bit of it and proving that you can take the Cowboys to the next level. Yes, pressure on Mike McCarthy. Guess Dak what, Prescott Chris? isn't gonna get a isn't gonna get blamed, but he he doesn't play well. Mm. Guess what, Chris? Mm. A lot of people don't even realize that the San Francisco 49ers defensively, they're top ten versus the pass. They're top uh-huh. ten versus the run. They're top ten in sacking the quarterback, Chris. Preach. Preach. A lot of people don't understand that right now. Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa, Ubercam, DJ Jones. You have Greenlaw at the linebacker position, Al Shazier at the linebacker position. <laughs> Keep playing if you want to. Jimmy Ward, I like him at the safety slash corner position at Tart as well. Keep playing if you want to. Let Dallas come out there half-stepping. They're going to get punched right in the mouth. They better come hitting on all cylinders. And I will say this because me and Spears – we got an little debate about this on first take. Now, I will say this, and I got to give credit to Dallas. When Dallas is hitting on all cylinders, they're one of the best teams in the National Football League. The question is, though, do we trust or believe they're going to be hitting on all cylinders? That's the big question mark right now. Trust. Pressure. Trust. <laughs> Cowboys. All goes together. By the way, did I just use the word preach before? Preach. Yeah, I, I, I can't do that. That's that's not me. That's okay, not well, me. Talk. Well, we, you know, Back you give me an say, energy. Talk that, talk that, then, Chris. Talk that, then. Well, Harry, then here's how I'll top it. Who's got the most pressure on him this weekend? You know the Easy. answer. Say it. Say Easy. It. Easy. Say it. He went to the University of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford has the most pressure on him in this, I th- this weekend. I'll say this weekend. He's had nine turnovers, Chris, in the last four games. Eight interceptions, one fumble. Should have had two more against the Vikings if those DBs can just catch the football, but we know why they play DB. And then I look at, remember when, when, when Jared Goff was in with the Rams and Sean McVay and the body language? Hey, you're supposed to do this. You know the body language that Sean McVay gives the quarterback when things aren't going the correct, correct way or in the right manner? The last four weeks, he's been giving that body language to Matthew Stafford. Yeah. The guy that he traded for, the guy that he wanted, the guy that – he said we'll get them over the hump. So if Matthew Stafford wants to pressure or not, it doesn't matter. The pressure is on Matthew Stafford, especially the way he – look at the way they, they ended the, the 49ers game with him throwing an interception. Yep. One of the nine turnovers he's had in the last four games. So the pressure is on him because the, 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 the Los Angeles Rams, they got rid of every, all their draft picks for the now, for right now, this year. Oh, this is all about winning right now. And it was all about winning with Matthew Stafford. And last thought on this real quick. 
I talked to people before the season with the Rams around that organization, and they all felt the same thing about Stafford. It was, he's going to be great, but when he has the bad day, it's going to be bad. May not be in the playoffs. Are they going home? It's going to be bad. All the pressure on Matthew Stafford this weekend. Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on your smart speaker by saying play ESPN Radio. There are seven head coaching openings in the National Football League. Which one is the best one? Carlin, along with Douglas, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Seven head coaching jobs open. What is the best one? And there is a definitive best one. Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Liberty Mutual customizes your coverage so you only pay for what you need. Bears, Giants, Jaguars, Raiders, Broncos, Dolphins, Vikings. Harry Douglas, the best head coaching job opening is... Oh, I have two of them. I'm sorry. I just don't just have one. I have two. All right. That's fine. Chicago Bears. I mean, like, by definition, best is one, but whatever. Chicago Bears. Okay. Because of the simple fact that they have Justin Fields, uh, the franchise quarterback, and they have a defense, right? You look at a guy like Robert Quinn, who has 18 and a half sacks this year. Uh, a lot of people thought he, were, he was done. And then you have Khalil Mack coming back. You have two solid guys at the linebacker position, and Danny Trevathan and Roquan Smith. Uh, I think uh, up-and-coming corner in Jalen Johnson, who, who's done a great job his first few years in the league. And then Eddie Jackson at the safety position. Uh, you have the tight end, Cole Komet. You have two or three running backs on that roster as well. The only thing about them, you got to get that offensive line right. Really do have to get that offensive line right. And I like Darnell Mooney. I think he's, he's, he's emerged as uh, a star that's going to be a star in this lead at the wide receiver position. Now, I say the Denver Broncos – because of the simple fact, you look at their personnel offensively. And if we're hearing the whispers correctly, there's a chance that that bad man, Aaron Rodgers, might go to the Denver Broncos. Uh-huh. And they're just a guy away. You look at the skill position players, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, K.J. Hamler, he was hurt this year. He'll be coming back. Noah Fant, a tight end position. And then we've seen – what that defense can be. We've seen what that defense did 
to the Cowboys this year, right? When that offense, I think, was thriving and, 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 and striving. So I like the Denver Broncos and I like the Chicago Bears. I think those are the two best coaching jobs right now. And, and don't forget, they also the Broncos also picked up a couple of second-day picks, second- and third-round picks for yep. um, uh, Von Miller. Yep. And they are still a terrific defense without Von Miller. Yep. I think the Broncos is the best job. And the Bears are not far behind, but man. Well, no, Bronco- I agree with you with the Broncos being number one. I agree with that. Broncos, $42 million in cap space, plus all of that in place already. And the quarterback is just what you need. And I know it's easy for me to sit here and say that. Well, just go get a quarterback. Well, if Aaron Rodgers is looking for the place to go win, that's it. That's the Ooh, place to go what, win. What about that division, Chris? If Aaron Rodgers goes there, you talking about quarterbacks? Yeah, and, Patrick and Mahomes, I've heard people, Herbert, yeah, think about Derek that. Carr, and A Rod. Oh my goodness! And I've heard people bring this up. Why would Aaron Rodgers want to go to Denver when you have to face all of those? Because he's not scared of competition. Because he's, he's not scared Aaron of Rodgers. a darn thing. He don't give a damn about no other. What no Absolutely other quarterbacks not. are doing? He believe in himself. The Dolphins are a great job too. They are, and. Whether or not it's Tua, they have $80 million in cap space. And I look at the Dolphins, I think they can win with Tua. I think they just have to figure out better ways to get the ball in the hands of their playmakers even more. Down the field, yep, especially they, down the Exactly, field. that's the issue. You have to be some sort of a threat down the field. And if they can legitimately make a trade – to get to Sean Watson, if that Watson situation gets cleared up, then there's no doubt, there's no doubt that that would be a great spot for him. Now, I had heard earlier in the week or read somewhere that Watson, a big attraction point for him in Miami, had to do with Brian Flores. And Mal, maybe not as much. I got to tell you, he's still going to have a really good chance to win. And when you have the weapons that they do and you add Watson to that mix and still a ton of cap space, the most cap space of anybody right now, you have to consider that, I think, right there with Denver. I, I like where they, what they present defensively. Uh, I tell people this time and time again. There's a reason why the New Orleans Saints defensively are so good. I know, understand their front seven is good. But when you have guys on the back end, that you can just say, we're going to play man coverage, we're going to go cover zero, I need y'all to ball out. And they do it on a consistent basis. You can do what the the hell what you want to do up front with the front seven. When you have guys across the board at the two corner positions, at the safety positions that can just flat out cover guys, you're able to do a lot defensively. And the Miami Dolphins, uh, what they they won what eight of their last nine games, right? Yep, I believe it was eight of their last nine. You've seen that in that stretch. You've seen those guys play man coverage. You've seen that defense uh, show different looks. Right, I, I think about the game where uh, Ian Book was in New Orleans, and granted, he's a he's a young cat, but they switched up looks every the first three or four series. They switched up looks every time and gave him different things uh, that that, that kind of played with his mind and messed him up. Those are the type of things you can do when you have a secondary who can do a multiplicity of different things, especially play man to man coverage on the back end. Is there a job? Because for me, there is. Is there a job that you would not touch with a 10-foot pole? Um, I wouldn't touch the Minnesota Vikings with a 10-foot pole. Bad cap situation. 
I don't know what the situation is with Kirk Cousins. Is he my guy or not? He throws up ridiculous numbers, yet they don't win. I, I love Justin Jefferson as a player. Is Dalvin Cook going to be remotely able to stay healthy? I think we're now starting to see a, a dominant runner back who's on the back side of it. And I don't love what they have defensively. How can you honestly be in a situation where, and, and granted, they're going to bring in a new GM too, but you can bring in uh, where you're so bad in terms of your cap and you won nothing this year. You can deal with the cap problems when you're in the mix. Packers have you terrible cap it. problems, but they're trying to win right now and they're the number one seed. The Vikings? The Giants? You know, the Giants, I look at a little bit differently and think a year or two, you know going in what it's going to be. I don't know about the Vikings right now. But, I, but I'll say this. When you look at their schedule, though, right, they lost the first game to the Bengals by three. They lost the second game to the Cardinals by one. If I'm not mistaken, they missed a field goal to actually win that game. They lost to the, Bron- the Browns by seven, the Cowboys by four, the Ravens by three. The Lions by two. It's not like they're just they were. So you just think one coach it. is going to make all the difference in the world with those guys with uh, those, I, in those I'm, games? I don't know. It's a possibility. You, you look. At, I mean, it's not like those are slouch teams that I'm just naming. Like you know what I mean? Like you yeah. look at the the Bengals. They're in the playoffs. The Cardinals. They're in the playoffs. Um, the Lions aren't. Sorry. The Rams are in the playoffs. Uh, they actually, I thought they should have beat the Rams. DBs dropped two interceptions. Two more interceptions they could have had. But they lost that game by seven. Listen, the Vikings for me are dicey. A very dicey situation. Cowboys I, in the playoffs. I don't know that I'd that be running four. to Minnesota right now. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't think they're, they're as, as far off as a Giants football team. We, we Is there a bad personnel. opening here? I don't, th- I, I don't love I, the Vikings. Is that a bad opening? I, I wouldn't touch it. Bad. I wouldn't say it's a bad opening. I don't think it's a bad opening because you have players at certain positions. And whenever you have players at certain positions, you have a chance. You know what I mean? Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com little more to 48 hours to nfl playoff football chris carlin harry douglas in for greeny today on espn radio and espn plus presented by progressive insurance and all guests appear via the goodyear hotline and that's where we're going right now for espn nfl reporter diana rossini 
on that Goodyear hotline, making the plays that move you forward. Goodyear, more driven. She is in Buffalo this weekend for the Bills and the Patriots. Diana, what's going on? What will be your science experiment this week? Last time you were there, you tried to freeze water on the air. Why do you have to bring up my low moments here, Chris? <laughs> you know, but, I don't know what the thinking was. Uh, I thought I was going to show the viewers how cold it was by basically taking a glass of water and putting it on the table next to my camera for, I don't know, about 15 minutes before I came on camera. And the thing is, nobody knows this, I had two glasses of water in live in the moment. I went for the glass that my producer had just poured for a different report later. So I pulled the one that just was like a freshly poured glass. So, so you got hosed in this deal. It, That's basically what happened. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, <laughs> I dumped it to show what I thought was going to be a block of ice and poured cold water all over myself in negative 17-degree weather in Foxborough uh, back in 2017 when I was a young uh, little eager beaver reporter. Now, fast forward, uh, what is it, five, six years later, um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to avoid the science projects and, and really stick with the football, which is, you know, Josh Allen, I spoke to him yesterday, guys, over the phone, just about, like, the perspective going into this. Because here's the reality. Over the last 15 years, he has the second-worst completion percentage in freezing cold temps, which kind of blows your mind a bit because this is a quarterback who plays in Buffalo. Isn't that kind of what comes with it? Like, you that's what you should be used to. It is freezing up there. Um, but that's the reality, and he struggles with it. And when I asked him why he thinks he struggles with it, he said a lot of it has to do with the fact that he doesn't have very good circulation through his feet, right? So we've all been there. When your toes are cold, everything's cold, which is why you got to keep your feet warm. But, um, you know, for him, it's really about finding a way to make sure he's got the extra socks maybe perhaps some uh, little heating pads in his cleats and then standing next to the heaters by the bench on the sideline um, when the defense is out in the field or special teams. So, um, you know, he's going to try to battle that knowing that, you know, the run game the last time they played the Patriots was a big reason why they had so much Mm -hmm. success and they're going to need him to be mobile. When you look at this game, it's, it's just funny because I was telling Chris earlier, we were talking about this and, I told him of all the teams who has a home game in the playoffs this this week, the Bills are at a disadvantage because their offensive philosophy and how they love to pass the ball. But how great does Josh Allen have to be for them to have a chance in this one? I think this has to obviously be one of one of his more sharper or at least a sharper game. Uh, I also talked to him just about how much of the passing game is going going to change because it's cold. Um, thinking that maybe they'll go to run the ball more, knowing that you know if your arm is not warmed up, you may not be able to have that same firepower that we've seen him have. And he, you know, he's not going to give me the game plan, but he essentially alluded to the fact that they they cannot change the game plan. He's like, look, you're gonna what's going to dictate a lot of what we do is what we see the Patriots present to us pretty early on in the game, how they handle the ground game, and whether or not they're going to double up on Steph, and if they're going to put Mills on him, you know, he's like, we have all different variations of how we're going to handle it and that, you know, he cannot share, but, um, you know, this is a game where he knows whether he has the weather working against him or not, he has to show up and, and not lay an egg. Like I, you know, like they did in the snow back in Buffalo, just a few weeks back. 
ESPN NFL reporter Diana Rossini joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. She's in Buffalo for the Bills and the Patriots. Diana, is there an aspect of this game, and if so, what is it, that maybe we're not paying enough attention to that's going to play a major role in who wins? The defense. Because remember, the last time the Bills played the Patriots, their defense was almost perfect. They were almost perfect there compared to what we saw them in that first time around. And, and look, guys, it's any sport. It's hockey, basketball. Um, playing any team three times in one year is going to be a challenge. And, you know, I, when I asked Josh Allen specifically, you know, what, what are you expecting to see from the Patriots this time? What, which version? He's like, that's the problem. He's like, they're, you know, I don't know what we're going to see, but I, he goes, but the advantage about playing New England or the advantage to playing New England is in terms of scheme, they've always pretty much done the same thing. They disguise it well, and they'll try to confuse me there, but we, we know what we're going to be getting there. You know, and as much as I'm, I'm, I'm realizing as I'm chatting with you guys, I'm highlighting Josh, you know, you have a rookie on the other side of the ball who also has to play in freezing cold weather. Um, That's right. You know, it's not like he has some – uh, superpower where, you know, he's feeling like he's playing in Miami. You know, he he's going to have to deal with that as well. And, you know, I think the Bills defense taking advantage of his youth, taking advantage of perhaps his nerves in the playoffs, there's, there's a lot of things working in the favor of Buffalo. And as we've seen them really get better towards the end of the season compared to what we saw, you know, week 14, week 15, um, you know, the Bills stock is up compared to, to the Patriots, in my opinion. Okay, Diana, let's get out of this cold weather. Let's take it to L.A. Let's go to the West Coast where the high today out there is 70 degrees. And, yes, this game will be played on Monday night football in, inside, indoors, what, what, what a lot of people love. Trust me, I like when we were in a dome. I love cold weather, but when you can play in a dome and you don't have to worry about the weather, it's great. But I got to ask you this. Matthew Stafford, Kyler Murray, who do you trust more in this game and why? So I trust Kyler Murray more, um, essentially really because I just think he has more impact on the game because he has the options of what he can bring and what he can do, right? So we know he can pass the ball well, but it's his mobility that's always the difference maker, and he's healthy. He, you know, you, you reflect now on Arizona's decision to rest him as long as they did, and I remember having conversations with people in the building there about bringing Kyler back, and there were definitely some that wanted him to play earlier. But now, what an advantage that they have. His legs are rested. He's 100% healthy. And in terms of the difference between him and Stafford, while Stafford's the veteran, right, and he should be able to handle the moment, and you tend to lean into those that have been there before you, that makes you feel better when you look at the game from, from, as a whole. I think Stafford's really struggled over the last few weeks with his decision-making and He's not the same Matthew Stafford we saw in September who was absolutely lights out and getting talk of MVP. Granted, that was September, and that's crazy. But you guys remember that version that we had. And it's just so hard to sell us on that again because it just, it's been so streaky and up and down. Now, I do think that Sean McVay is going to call a, kind of game, call a game that's going to limit the mistakes. But at the end of the day, we've seen – We've seen Stafford put himself in bad situations with poor decision-making. So um, I think the fact that Kyler Murray just is a little bit more dynamic is the reason why I just have a little bit more trust in him in this round. 
ESPN NFL reporter Diana Rossini joining us here. It's Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. I got one more for you, Diana. We do have some breaking news, a Woj bomb, as the Atlanta Hawks trading Cam Reddish to the Knicks in a deal that includes a protected 2022 first-round pick through Charlotte. Hawks also get Kevin Knox in the trade. Knicks will get Solomon Hill in a 2025 second-round pick from Brooklyn. We'll have more on that uh, throughout on ESPN Radio and, of course, on ESPN+. Plus. The Rams fascinate me, Diana. Um, how do we look at the Rams after this week if they go one and done and lose to the Cardinals on Monday night? Chris, I've been thinking about it all day, actually. just I guess I just never really uh, marinated on it enough to go, wow, they could get knocked out. It's a possibility because you just assume based on the moves they made, uh, the success that they've had over the season in spurts, and, and really what, what the organization has shown over the last year in terms of being able to beat some good teams, you just believe they're going to make a run. And everything they did to get Stafford, and I think we all have pretty much uh, a good belief that Sean McVay's a good coach and Raheem Morris on the defensive side of the ball can call a good game. So you just kind of tell your brain, oh, yeah, the Rams will go. But if they don't, I, how do you explain all of this? They did mm. not sign, excuse me, they did not trade for Matthew Stafford to go to the playoffs. They did it to win a Super Bowl. And I would even go as far as saying, it would be a season of disappointment if they don't get to the championship game. Forget the first round. They better get through here. They've got to at least get to the championship round, in my opinion, for this to, to make sense because we know that they mortgaged their future uh, to get the quarterback. Awesome stuff, Diana. Appreciate it. Enjoy Buffalo this weekend. Uh, I feel like there's a little <laughs> bit of dry humor in that, but I no, no, I was in Buffalo this past weekend on... for for I was in Buffalo for Jets Bills. In fact, the hotel lost my AirPods, so you know if you happen to come across a pair, they're go... mine. That's and they way. stole his luggage too. They took his them. luggage. <laughs> very frustrating to lose anything on the road because you know you're never getting it back. I've lost many of things. Um, but you will see me guys on Saturday morning. I'm going to attack this thing like it's 95 degrees. You're going to see nothing but smiles and I'm not going to overdo the coldness because you know what? It's the playoffs. It's, time it's for cold the for everybody. No, no, Diana, let me know. I have heated gloves and socks. If I need to FedEx them, let me know. They'll be on the way first thing tonight. Chris knows where I live. Hand it to him. He'll drop them <laughs> off at my apartment. Save the postage. Just, yeah, I'll tell you what. Buffalo's an awesome atmosphere. Enjoy it, th- enjoy it this week, Diana. Thanks. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having me. Yep. And listen, I honestly look at that game, and we're, we have not talked about, as Diana pointed out, we have not talked about Mac Jones at all in this grand scheme. So let's talk a little bit more about this game. Let's just start right there, Harry. Yeah. And when you look at the Bills and you look at the Patriots, Allen is getting all of the attention. Yeah. This could be a game where if if you're Bill Belichick and the Patriots can't run the football as effectively as they have all year, this could be an ugly situation for Mac Jones. You're asking him to try to go win the game. Yeah, it can, because one of the knocks that I had on the New England Patriots this year um, and why I thought they couldn't make a deep run in the playoffs is because of the lack of playmaking ability from the guys on the outside. Uh, You've seen it in the last game that they played. Nikhil Harry has a a simple slant um, 
no, I think it was either slant or stop route. One of them was dropped, and then the same the same series, he comes back and Mac Jones throws an interception. Can't happen. Uh, Jacoby Myers, I think another game this year, one of the big games that they played uh, that was on TV, Mac Jones threw a perfect ball. Uh, he dropped that ball. They go on to lose that game as well. So I don't think they have the playmakers outside to get it done, uh, especially in this cold weather. Um, you don't want Mac Jones throwing the football 40 and 50 times. No. Like Bill Belichick is going to – he's going to run the football. I don't even think you want him throwing it 30, 30 times. But he's going to try to protect Mac, jo- Mac Jones as much as possible. But if the Bills stop the run game, then what else are they going to resort to? Yeah, they, they don't really have, have a chance otherwise. Yeah. And if they're in that situation where they are unable to run the football consistently, if Jones throws the football more than 30 times, I think they're dead in the water. Oh, yeah. I think they're yeah. absolutely dead in the water. Pittsburgh and Kansas City, that game on Sunday night at 8.15. We heard this from Ben Roethlisberger yesterday, the happy wanderer, as it were, because they're going into Pittsburgh, they're double-digit underdogs and. He doesn't believe they have a thing to lose here. Probably aren't supposed to be here. We're probably not a very good football team. We're the out of 14 teams I think are in. We're probably number 14. Um, we're double-digit underdog in the playoffs. So let's just go play and have fun and see what happens. All right. So was there some smarminess in there from him? We're not supposed to be here. We're terrible. We're this and we're that. Or is there the genuine feeling of, eh, you know what? This is his, probably his last game. Let's just go let it fly and see what happens. Well, that you was buying it? Big Ben being a smart ass. 100%. <laughs> Man, you love it. You love it because, hey, he's done after this year. You know what I mean? So, hey, go out on a, go out with a bang, Big Ben. But I, I do believe that they have to protect uh, Ben Roethlisberger a, a lot better within this game. Uh, I believe the run game has to be efficient. Najee Harris has been good this year, uh, but the offensive line has not. Uh, if they give them an opportunity, you got to keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. You have to be efficient running the ball. Uh, that first matchup that they had, they tried to go with a flea flicker, right? I don't know what Big Ben was looking at and why he tried to throw this football anyway, but just throw it out of bounds. Let the play another down. And then you see Deontay Johnson on multiple occasions. He's just running with the football and fumbles. And then he had an- another time where he ran like a deep end cut. Uh, you had a receiver go out and clear, clear, clear the middle to, to him to come back side on the, uh, the end cut, come open. And he just drops the football. This is a game against the Kansas City Chiefs that every play that you're supposed to make, you have to make. They need Chase Claypool to climb the ladder, jump up and take the football off a defender's head. But you have to protect Big Ben because the Kansas City Chiefs, with the addition of Melvin Ingram, has allowed Chris Jones to be Chris Jones. And they have guys at the linebacker position and on the defensive line that can can create problems for Pittsburgh offensively. I I just – I think Pittsburgh will keep this close. I just don't see it, and I don't see it because Roethlisberger just doesn't have it anymore. It's it's unfortunate. I have to put it this way. It's over for Ben because when you watch him throw the ball, you know, that, that Monday night game, his last game in Pittsburgh, it, it's great. It was a nice moment and everything. Do you know that was the worst quarterback rating he has ever had in his career at uh, at Heinz Field ever? Jeez. For that performance, I mean, that that was rough to watch. Then you've got the Raiders and Cincinnati, 4.30, Saturday afternoon. You like the Raiders to win this game. You think? They, are you going to tell me right now the Raiders are winning this game, Harry Douglas? Yeah, I think they are because... Are they the road you, team you, that you have the most faith in this weekend? 
Well, let's just stick with the game. I'm going to talk about all that now. I have faith in the San Francisco 49ers, a good amount of faith in them. So I wouldn't put them in that category. Okay. But you look at uh, offensively, what's the deficiency of the Cincinnati Bengals? Joe Burrow's been sacked more than anybody in the National Football League. Yep. What's the strength of the Oak, I mean, the Las Vegas Raiders defense, their defensive line? Right, they they attacked the quarterback, and I just mentioned earlier about the first time they played the first series of the game offensively for the Cincinnati Bengals was a sack fumble, and then I mentioned uh, the Raiders got a third down stop by sacking Joe Burrow, but it was negated by uh, a lining up offsides, and then another third down play they got a stop, uh, but it was a personal foul for hitting a defenseless receiver that led to a, a Cincinnati touchdown. Joe Mixon. Uh, they did a terrible job, the Raiders' defense, of stopping Joe Mixon. I thought Joe Mixon was great in that game. And Joe Burrow, he wasn't lights out. He went 20 for 29, but he didn't throw for over 200 yards. So the Raiders were decent in that game. I think the penalties and the late-game turnovers is what got them the loss the first time around. You t- you negate some of those turnovers, especially on third down. When you're on third, you got third downs defensively, and you have, you have a chance to get off the field, and you get a stop, but it's negated because of a penalty pre-alignment or hitting a defensive receiver that's, that's tackled uh, way beyond getting the first down, you can't have those, especially not in this game, not in playoff time. No, you can't. You cannot shoot yourselves in the foot. You cannot beat yourselves if you're going to have a chance in this game for the Raiders. I'm with you. I have the most faith in the San Francisco 49ers because it's faith in how they're playing, and it's also a lack of faith in the Cowboys in general just because it feels like you constantly have to question that trust in them. So here is where I'm really interested. If you have a bad loss by the Cowboys or a bad loss by the Rams, does that end up in a coaching change? I think for Dallas, a loss, no matter how it comes, absolutely ends up in a coaching change. Yep, I agree. Is there any chance that if Sean McVay has a bad loss on Monday night that they would actually look for a new coach. I say no. New coach or GM? New coach. And I love Because the GM, they've gone out and they've done everything they can. And Stafford was McVay's guy. I I understand that. But someone has to give the okay, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So someone has to give the okay. So... Is it going to be just on Sean McVay, or will it be on both guys? There won't be changes, but they will be on the clock. There is no, no debate about that. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.